It was impossible, Hardaway realized, to endure this mewling mumble of self-pity, this endless dirge, this constant peon of despair. It was impossible to look into this face that had once been so responsive, the touch of the poet, the perfection of a Grecian youth, stroking the strings of his lute. Adonis, the essence of erotic grace. All of it, corroded by terror, distilled into the bitter brew of the doomed, the lamentations of the dying. Hardaway glanced at his watch, then stretched his arms overhead, arching his back. The time was almost nine. At Toby's there was laughter, music, promises to make, promises to keep, the never-ending game. So, what do you think, Toby's? It was essential, of course, that he extend the invitation. This, too, was part of the game. Carpenter shook his head. Not for me. He raised the TV wand. How about the little foxes? The little foxes? Really? What channel? The movie channel, 46. He pretended to consider, let the moment linger between them, all part of the ritual. Then, I don't think so. Betty Davis, I'm not up for those lips of hers. There's no commercials on 46. It was Randy's way of begging. The prospect of being left alone tonight was more than Randy could bear. Tonight and every night. Call it the HIV blues. Some won, others lost. Tonight, drinks at Toby's was the prize. I won't be long. An hour or two, no more. Bring you anything? Hardaway rose, crossed the living room, went to the hall closet. He moved gracefully, easily, aware of his own fluidity. Between them, it was a given that he was the dominant one, the desirable one. Randy was the dreamer, the passive one. Hardaway pulled on a rough wool lumberjack shirt that complemented the jeans and Reeboks he'd changed into before dinner. He glanced at Randy, sunk in his armchair, his chin on his chest, still clutching the TV wand, pouting. For a long, definitive moment, the tableau held, one of them with the TV wand, staring at the TV with hollow, hopeless eyes, the other one seeking liberation from the pall that had descended on them, one of them contemplating death, one of them craving life. An hour or two, Carpenter mimicked. He spoke softly, bitterly. Saturday was almost five hours. Jesus, Randy, how many times do I have to hear it about Saturday? You were invited. Brian wanted you to come. Brian wanted you to come. He thought you'd be more likely to come if he invited me, too. Randy, I'm not going to respond to that. We've talked this thing to death about Brian's party, and I'm not going to— Brian's been coming on to you for a year. As Carpenter stared with hot, hollow eyes at the blank TV screen, his voice registered both resignation and accusation.